Hey everybody, welcome back to Roosters on Olentangy River Road in glorious Columbus, Ohio. This is Letterman Live. We're breaking it down. Ohio State is still undefeated, of course. We predicted it all. Nicole actually only missed the score total, like Price is Right style, by three points. Mm. By three mm. points, guys. Mm. By three points. Nice. Mm. So, Nicole Cox, we're going to continue to defer to yes. her on the prediction. <laughs> 38-25. Buckeyes go to Penn State, get that win. We're into November now. Normally, it's the time to win championships for Michael Bennett, Justin Zwick, and Reed Fragle. Also hanging out with us here in the Letterman Lounge. But instead, this is uh, now tune-up season. Buckeyes get that big win over Penn State. Now you get to be rewarded by playing Rutgers. Exactly. That's what we all want, right? Get excited, guys. I've been. I've been. It's I've Rutgers. Been excited, man. Since Shiano got that job, I think he really has them on a path of. I mean, no, I mean what this a, way. Oh, oh, yeah. No, my bad. I went the wrong up way. Up or down? Well, that yeah, was up, that up. was Ohio State's 2018 <laughs> defense that went down. Yeah. That was, <laughs> season has started, right? Yeah. Here yeah. we go. November is for. Contend. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, usually, but we're playing a pretender on Saturday, I think. Oh, really? Wow, that's just harsh. I mean, they beat Michigan State, which then turned around and beat Michigan. So, clearly, Rutgers is one of the best teams in the East, Reed. Uh, I watched them against IU last week, I think it was, and uh, first half, I would say they were contender for maybe the first quarter or so, and then the whole second half, you saw IU just kind of open up on them. Yeah. And I, Grant, I think IU is a good team this year, but I think you did see any question of Rutgers being a contender this year kind of go out the window that's uh, a shame. after that first half. <laughs> Nicole, <laughs> Nicole, what is your secret for getting these predictions so close? I, I, I don't know how you're doing it. Guys, I don't know. Who are you just, to? You know, well, I have a few friends, mm, you know, uh, learning a lot here, uh-huh. learning a lot here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it really – I that's kind of how I felt the game would go. And, you know, I feel – and I look at the Buckeyes and just these past two games, I'm like, we're – we're a scoring team. Yeah. We're making touchdowns, and it's it's awesome to see. Were you, <laughs> were, <laughs> all right. The crowded roosters is ready to go. Yeah, they yes. fired up for. Go ahead. I love the there. excitement. <laughs> for, well, that's what I mean. They're coming in on Saturdays, Nicole. They're getting to go food. Like we it, are so appreciative. We can't thank all of Columbus, Dayton, all of Ohio, um, all of our guests enough for just supporting us. You know, it's still, things are different. We don't have as much space inside the stores, but the stores have been as full as they can be. And then carryouts have been great. And it just, it means so much to us. I know business picks up for Letterman Row when the season's going on. So I'm sure that that's the same for Roosters. Uh, and there's nowhere better. So Saturday, another night game. Got plenty of time to get in and get your tailgate taken care of or come in and watch where they're still serving beer until uh, the final gun this week. So mm-hmm. yep. should mm-hmm. be a good setup for that at Roosters uh, for Ohio State and Rutgers. But let's talk about this Penn State win first. Uh, we've been just diving into it with our Buckeye leaves and players of the game. This one, um, I, I got a feeling where Michael Bennett's going to go with this one. If a defensive tackle has three sacks in a game. Oh, did a defensive tackle? Yeah. I just want to cut it out. Oh, did that happen? <laughs> Maybe I was going to force you to just go another direction because it's, to, it's too easy for you. can't have quarterback again this week. <laughs> Man, you saw it, you saw it a, a huge difference from in week two from week one. That defensive line right off the bat, right from the first play, looked like a whole new defensive line. They were flying off the ball. They were controlling the offensive line. They were causing pressure throughout the game from the first snap to the last. <laughs> And then to see the big boys, the D tackles, going out there and making plays. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I thought Haskell Garrett was going to go have himself a couple <laughs> sacks, but Tommy was dominant yeah. the whole game. And I think Haskell definitely was disruptive. I don't think the stat line showed just how much he was in the backfield and mm-hmm. how much he was causing problems for that offense. But Tommy was out there doing his job, moving around, being active, running down quarterbacks. 
It was beautiful. And seeing Cooper really start to shine was really good, too. Yeah. How hard, sorry, how hard is it for an interior guy like that to <clears throat> get those stats? Because, I mean, it seemed like a lot was a lot of push in the middle, quarterback getting out, somebody else making the play. You know, so, I mean, to be able to get off those blocks, I mean, to be up there in the middle getting that push and getting your hand on a quarterback to get a sack, I mean, how, how hard is that? Everything has to go right. Because, yeah. I mean, you know that there's a timing with quarterbacks, and mm-hmm. they like, okay, it's hit maybe not as much in college. Well, especially when it's right in front of you because yeah, you see that you line see coming back. Way. You're like, oh, crap, I got to do <laughs> I gotta do something here. You know, I'm stepping up this way or getting out and about. But. And if you finally do get that push, or even if you beat your guy clean, if the DNs haven't gotten up field as fast mm-hmm. as you, that quarterback's rolling out. Everything's got to be perfect. You saw some of Tommy's uh, sacks were – he, other people were getting pressure, and he was just doing a good job mirroring the quarterback gotcha. and understanding where he was going to try to escape. And then he could go get his sacks, but um, it was just great. It looked like the whole D-line as a unit was working really, really well together. I thought I thought the Penn State statisticians were robbing Jonathan Cooper, especially the last he was one. All over the place. They, I, I kept waiting for it to refresh because I had it in in my snap judgments that like I published right as soon as the game's over. I'm like, because Coop on that last drive. He flushed it. I thought he was right there. He was going to get at least half of the sack. I'm like, I, got, I need this to up to refresh and let me know. And then they gave it fully to Togiai. Jerry Emig in the uh, sports information department might might go back and give one to Coop later. Yeah, I bet I bet Coop's asking for it. Yeah, yeah because you got to <laughs> give it to him. The effort was un- unbelievable. I know he doesn't care about it, mm-hmm. but, man. It, if he you, cares about it. Everybody cares about your <laughs> stats. Like, yeah, maybe it's not at the top of your list, but if you have your hand on that quarterback when he goes mm-hmm. down, you want a piece of that. Yeah, he's happy we got the win, but, man, my, yeah. I, was on, I was on that guy <laughs> as we were falling to the ground. Give me, give me a piece of it. All right, Jay-Z, what do you got? Uh, I mean, how – how impressive is number one? I mean, he, he's good. I, I think I, that's my analysis. It's just, you know, when he has an incompletion, it's just like, ah, oh, like you're almost disappointed. <laughs> like, ah, oh, because you just want him to keep going. I mean, seven incompletions, seven touchdowns on the season. I mean, to come out with, you know, with what, what he did last year, the pressure of making it or being better this year, and then you had COVID, so it took all that practice time away, and it, did, you know, was just a strange way to start a season. For him to be where he is, oh, I mean, it's it's incredible. Uh, we talked about how, you know, he got with the coaches and, you know, wanted to learn why and, you know, all that other stuff that goes on with it. But to to learn the other side as well, you know, I mean, he, he's seeing the defense better than, you know, anybody that I, I've seen play the position here in a, in a while, in my, in my opinion. Uh, he's just not making bad decisions putting the ball on the money and he can stretch it downfield outside the numbers and I mean he's got a gun for an arm it's just impressive to see what he's doing and uh you know this offense basically goes with his arm right now because that run game isn't quite where we've been used to I don't I don't think I mean I know Master had over 100 yards rushing but it just doesn't feel like it did last year with JK where it's like all right we're just gonna start this game and we're coming down the throat and we're gonna run the ball you know it's a little bit more of uh, we need him to throw it so I mean he's really putting that on his shoulders and just an incredible uh two games and it's just I don't know you know I don't know when it's like oh you know he had a bad game you know it's just yeah. like when well, does that happen even, or does it like even in was it the second or third quarter he you know he started to he slipped basically mm-hmm. he had yeah. two defenders on him oh, yeah. and well, he still made a perfect pass yeah. so it he his precision is just unbelievable. yeah and I mean he looked really unathletic and then he looked really athletic you know <laughs> just like oh what happened oh, oh ah, right on the money yeah he made it look good slipping yeah, no he made doubt. it look good no doubt he's done that a couple times like yeah. Garrett Wilson falls on his back he still gets a completion mm-hmm. from Justin Fields or he's on his knee like yeah he's on his knee on the sideline mm-hmm. boom it's just it's, I mean he knows exactly where that ball needs to be and he's putting that happened right last week too mm-hmm. it's two weeks in a row of that and Jay-Z it's weird to watch him not weird I mean I'm marveling at it 
when he's talking about the game slowing down, and all quarterbacks, all players have talked mm-hmm. about that, watching him, it's almost like you can sense that it's slower, oh. that he's he's operating at a different yeah. level. Like His command is almost unlike anything I've seen. Like, everything is going through him, and he's just moving the, the chessboard. Chess yeah, pieces he, around. He's so confident in what they're doing and his ability to get out of trouble if it does come. And just any ball he throws, it's just like a nonchalant ball almost. You know, he's just stepping and he's just doing his thing and it's not rushing it. It's not, you Got know. time back there, too. Yeah, well, he, well, he definitely. I mean, I, last <laughs> week you weren't here, but <laughs> my, my Buckeye Leaf went to the O-line last week because I felt like even though the run game maybe not was so great, he was right. standing in the pocket all day long with just time to throw. And, yeah. you know, that makes a huge difference. And it was, again, that way Saturday. But uh, The lineman wasn't going to let this go on any, any no. longer without some <laughs> you, you would have liked me last week because <laughs> I, I understand the big guys up front is where it all starts. Anytime no doubt. you give a quarterback like that that much time mm-hmm. I mean you're going to see the performances that he's had the last two weeks I think so uh, it's, it's good the offenses I think is just gelling on all fronts and firing all cylinders and we're only two games in so well Reed since you're there I mean who gave who's your player of the game you saw it, I think it's Nick Petit Frere no pressures that I can recall yeah I mean the Fair whole Munford, line no there pressure. was no pressures yeah. I don't think I think the board maybe or I no. think the tackles did a great there I mean, was there, one opportunity yeah. there was one moment where I just like I was like, did Wyatt Davis just get beat for a sack? I know like, what you're I talking about, yep. I couldn't even believe it. <laughs> yeah, that was uncharacteristic of him. But I think if I could give a sticker to the whole offensive line, um, that would be my sticker for the game. Um, but outside of that, if we're getting uh, nitpicky, I, I would say Olave. I mean, just his performance was incredible uh, between him and Wilson. You got that one-two connection going. It's like an NFL mm-hmm. team out there. <laughs> it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. And as a lineman, you love to you know have a solid pass pro, a clean pocket on film, and just to see a 60-yard bomb go down the field for a touchdown. So um, my sticker would be the O-line, but if you're going to ask for a particular player, I'd say uh, Olave. All right, Nicole, what does that mean? Who's left for you? Well, I mean, Olave was my guy last week, and I did. I was very impressed. Again, I just, you know, for the second touchdown, again, to Justin Fields for the precision of the throw, and then Olave's footwork. Just the fact that, I mean, I don't know how they learned to do it, but he was, he should have been out of bounds, but he just made sure to put that foot down before, you know? Yeah. And so, and then we had the touchdown, which was great. And so very, very impressive. Um, I was impressed by the offensive line too. They showed up ready to go. I mean, that's how we got the first touchdown within the first two minutes. Yep. But um, I think I would have to give my Buckeye leaf to Garrett Wilson just right. because mm. I, you got to love a guy that shows up and is just ready to go. He kicked the game off. Right I mean, gate, he had yeah. 62 rush yards and then, you know, 100, 111 receiving yards too. So he just, he played great. It was great to see him. We, t- we talked about that last week, Nicole, like this guy in the slot is just a, a nightmare mismatch. He's a, he's incredible. He's incredibly athletic. He's fast. He's strong. He's got better awareness of what he's doing out there. He talked about it like being basketball for him, that it, the spatial awareness. He likes working in that slot. And now you're seeing something that we've talked about before with once Ohio State put Justin Fields under center, now you can incorporate this jet sweep like they did on that first play. He's just around the corner and gone. Uh, you've got some of the ghost motion that can help. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a problem for the defense to try and account for with the rushing attack. Maybe they'll add to that. But I think my point is, there's still new stuff that's going into this offense <laughs> yeah. every week. There's only week two. That's terrifying because they can get so much better. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I, if I'm giving out stickers, I wanted to break. Okay, you don't have to take a defensive lineman. I, hey, I was going to say I wanted to break character, but at the same time, Tommy Togiai needs a sticker. Okay. So he's going to get one um, just because three sacks as a nose guard against a, pe- a ranked opponent yeah. is absurd. Um, and on top of those three sacks, he just was a dominant player all game. Um, but as a unit, the D-line did great. And then I also, just because 
This year, he's my guy. I want to give one to Master T. Mm. He definitely did Speak not look it. great in Nebraska. <laughs> and I, Sounds like a segment for later in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think the young man, you know, he's not J.K. Dobbins, and I think that's what Ohio State's expecting mm-hmm. him to be, but he hasn't been stopped on the goal line yet. Mm-hmm. He'll go get you those hard, tough yards. He's a big body who I think once he gets used to that uh, – that workload can be your workhorse. It was good to see him break 100 yards against a ranked opponent. But, yes, Tommy Togiai, my guy. <laughs> hey, right. I appreciate you. Easy enough. So All right, so here's here's the deal. Nicole doesn't have to stay around all, all show long to get into the X's and O's, and she's been on fire with the predictions. <laughs> the line opened at 37 and mm, a half this ooh, week mm. for Ohio State and Rutgers. By the way, did you want Penn State to kick the field goal just so you got it exactly right on Saturday night, 38-28? Um, well, they kind of did get a field goal. Well, the referees you know, must have known. That, they she, did she, get that a field was the free goal. one. She right? knew somebody yeah. on the ref on the crew yeah. was like, We need a field goal. Yeah. Get them back up. So I, I thought I was exact on the prediction. I was like, Well, this is amazing. Yeah. But but <laughs> this week. I don't know if we. I mean, if you're just going to get it on the nose every week, we're going to have to charge people. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get free cheesy potato wedges on Tuesday every time Nicole gets the, the prediction. Exactly. I, would, I would do that. Okay. I would do that. <laughs> Um, I think I'm going to say 57, 15 again with Ohio state, just high scoring. And yeah, so I'm interested to see. Had to do the math real quick. It's another, another cover 15, maybe a two point conversion in there for Rutgers or five field goals. I don't, I don't know the way the five field goals brain works. She gets it right. So I don't, you know, whatever. I, who am I, I do. I, I like the number fifteen. Okay. That's okay. like kind of one of my yeah. numbers. I think I. Pl- I think that was my volleyball number, maybe <laughs> or something. Go. So I just. I thought that looked. I good. like it. <laughs> That's the kind of information. It's kind of like playing the lottery. You get the, the score prediction right, anyway. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You got to have that number you like. Fifty-seven, mm-hmm. fifteen. These guys will give their predictions a later, a little bit later. We're going to let Nicole get out of here again. Uh, you can come in. You can online order tailgate. You can hang out socially distance in here. Yes. And you're. Obviously grateful to have people out here at Roosters. Oh, we're so grateful. Every- Thanks for having us, guys. Thanks oh. for being here. No. Oh, yeah. Thank Thanks you. For having <laughs> us. Thank you for, for giving the Letterman um, Lounge back here. So this, yeah. We love yeah. it. Like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> don't, need, do? don't ever <laughs> thank us. We'll, we'll, we'll keep showing up seven days a week yeah, if that's the way exactly. it works. We're, Nicole's going to get out of here, and we're going to be right back on Letterman Live, brought to you by our friends at Roosters. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, welcome back to Roosters. Putting a bow on Ohio State winning again, taking complete control once again of the Big Ten. Um, it's hard to imagine now with these wins and Penn State basically out of the race. Where are the challenges going to come from for the Buckeyes? Because you know your rivals went down to Michigan State after a week. Uh, I guess R.I.P. to uh, overrated, uh, <laughs> overhyped Michigan season that yeah. that only lasted that one week quick. this year. <laughs> so uh, that's a real shame. Yeah. We'll just pour some out there yeah. for Jim Harbaugh's <laughs> tenure. Uh, that's a tough one. I, I, is it Indiana? I mean, Wisconsin's now. We don't even know like if they're going to be able to get to six mm-hmm. games to play. Like, mm-hmm. is this it? Like. Is the Big Ten season over? I think the biggest threat to Ohio State is Ohio State and complacency. Okay. COVID, I, yeah. <laughs> COVID is the biggest. Yeah. I think that COVID, yeah. That and COVID, yeah. You can't uh, game plan for them. I mean, mm-hmm. you can try. Like Ohio State had that on Saturday, so I don't mean to interrupt you, Mike, but like a false positive pops up mm-hmm. and Justin Hilliard can't play. So that's 
like, what can you do? Like, that may be it. Yeah, and, I mean, we're seeing teams across the across the league and across the NFL getting hit with it. You mm-hmm. never know when it's going to pop up. You don't know who's going to have it. Thank you. I would say every team is Thank probably going to get touched by COVID. Yeah. And you just hope it's not during the worst part of the season. It doesn't spread too much or anything like that. So, you know, hopefully Ohio State, knock on wood, can get all the way through the season and everybody be healthy. But I think you have to just expect that to happen at this mm, point. Yeah, it's going to get there at some point. It's yeah. just, I like what can you do? Yeah. But I think even Saturday we saw. I didn't think that Penn State stopped Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I think that Ohio State's mistakes, some penalties, you know, that bad snap on the goal line, mm-hmm. that was what really shot Ohio State in the foot. And as we move forward, yeah, you know, we got five weeks of teams that should not be in the same building as Ohio State this year, but. That complacency is a real thing. That's why you've already beaten Penn State, Mm -hmm. and now you're really looking forward to Michigan State or Michigan. And I think Indiana's a decent team. I think we'll we'll roll Illinois and Rutgers in that. But if these guys don't find a way to get excited and to be motivated for these cold November and December games, then something bad could happen. I don't think there's a team that we're going to run up against who can beat Ohio State, even on Ohio State's worst day. But we, every, every fan wants to see Ohio State really have commanding wins throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I, just historically looking. We go to Illinois, right? Mm-hmm. I was on a team in 2 that won it all, went up there and had overtime, you know, had an overtime mm-hmm. game. I mean, weird things can happen, especially when you get later in the season. You're going to Illinois. It's going to be freezing cold. That stadium stinks. It's you know, I mean, it's – A little that, breezy in there. Yeah, a little breezy. <laughs> you know, I mean – Weird things can happen. Now, granted, if you have good weather, decent weather, you know, here on out, does anybody have the firepower to hang with us? I don't think so. I think Indiana might be the team that has the fire. I don't want to say firepower, but they might they have. Might be able to they, score. Yeah, they might yeah. be able to They're put some points on the board, you know, to say, oh, okay, make it a little interesting. And we've been through games and. You know, the last five years. I mean, there there is a couple blowouts in there, but there are also a couple. I mean, when Urban was there, there's a couple one point one point wins against Indiana. You know, them going for two to win the game. Mm-hmm. You know, not getting it. So that is a team that I think could, and they uh, you know got a couple of nice wins. First time since I don't know when that they started two and zero in the Big Ten uh, you know season. So seven or something. They're they're getting that confidence going. You know, coming into the season, they were the ones talking about you know surprising everybody. Breakthrough, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, this is a breakthrough year and. You know, do they feel like they've broke through already because they got two wins? You know, they're two and zero for the first time in a while, or you know, are they still building and trying to uh, do something? So I, I think that probably, you know, in my eyes, comes down. You know, that's probably the toughest game that that I foresee coming down until the Michigan game, which, you know, by then Harbaugh is coaching for his job. I don't, I don't even know if he might Who be knows? fired before we get to that game. But well, you know, the rivalry game is always, you know, this week will be telling for that. I mean, if we're talking Indiana and Michigan in the direction of those programs, yeah. Uh, it's what Jim Harbaugh did on Saturday cannot happen, and and at least in my mind, if that if this roles were reversed, and Ohio State lost a game like that, the next day then the, the entire fan base would be asking for that coach to be fired. Yeah, mm-hmm. like whether he should be or shouldn't be, that's a different matter. But Harbaugh, this is year six. One and five, I think, against Ohio yeah. State, Michigan yeah. State. I mean, that's bad, man. It's yeah. bad. It's we, not good. We know he's zero and five against this team, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Where's what, the? <laughs> I think maybe he's three and three against Sparty. Is that uh, whatever it is? It's not good enough. Mm-hmm. But if Michigan fans are accepting that, then that's what that program I, has become. I think Michigan. There's. I think those fans are so beaten down by the Ohio State Michigan record over the last ten years that 
they understand who they are in, 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 a, in a way. I mean, it's not they're not happy about it. They're numb to it almost. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just so used to disappointment saying, oh, you know, every year, this is it. But are they just going to accept it? Like, if that's if that's the case, then I don't see how the game have can continue to be. Have they not already accepted it? He's still, you said this is his sixth year. Yeah. I he's, been, like, he's been doing this every year. Yeah, they that revenge tour year, I think that was the one that really. <laughs> yeah, really yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were coming into that game so confident. I think, was that 2018? Yeah, 18, yeah, I was there for it, and it was unbelievable being there for it. But I think it was 62 to like 30-something. 39, yeah. But I think that year really took the wind out of anything they had left of like, you know what, we're going to turn this ship around. It's like a big-ass cruise ship. You're turning it around. It takes time. And once something kind of deters it off its path, I mean, you're you're kind of back at square one again. I feel like that's where they're at right now mentally as fans is, you know, they just lost to Michigan State after being, you know. A new coach. First time a new coach, you know, yeah. Michigan State coach has won the first game, you know. I mean, any kind of excitement they had in the beginning of the season, any kind of hopes they had maybe off a shortened year to maybe having a, a glimpse at a national title or beating Ohio State, let's start there, I think just went out the window after last week. So. I don't know how you get behind that coach every year after the last couple years underneath him. So I, I think you're right, Justin. I think come Ohio State Michigan game, he's fighting for his job, and that's really what's the the title of that game. And that's again if he gets there because they go out against Indiana this weekend yeah. and lay another <laughs> egg. I mean back to back. I mean that that, right. that could be. And depends on what NFL jobs are open. I mean that's mm-hmm. something that's been going on for the last couple of years where yeah. he's been trying to leave, and I don't know if the, there's great interest in somebody taking him off Michigan's hands. We'll see how that plays out. Reed, you um, talked about turning the cruise ship, and I, Saturday night, compared Master Teague to one when he gets out in the <laughs> open field. And maybe that's a little bit harsh. I know <laughs> he, hey, 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 hey. he can do things. I, 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 I always have to keep an open mind. I know I hate it when fans don't do this to me when I talk about Tough Borland's value. So, And I'm not, being, I'm not saying that Master Teague couldn't be uh, an effective player for Ohio State. I never said that. But he certainly was very effective in that role. 100 yards against Penn State, you can't take that away. And, Mike, you were talking about him in this running game, and it showed signs of life. I know for a fact I would not want to stand in his way at the goal line. So as we're coming out of this, did it, did Saturday night answer all your concerns about the rushing attack? That was sort of the, the main topic last week. Does Ohio State need it? Can they get it? Where's the rushing attack? Are you guys content with where it is now, or what questions still linger for you? I would. I want. I want to hear. I want to hear his thoughts because I feel like an offensive lineman. When you watch the game, you have a better understanding of where he should be hitting the hole or you where look for certain things. I yes, guess. as um, most people wouldn't be. We see the back cut. We fall on right. when the hole is that way, and you know he's going this way. Most so. people follow the ball, I guess, and as an alignment, you kind of follow in between the tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see some more runs hit big and explode out of in between the tackles versus the edge. I think edge play is obviously there. There's no question in that, um, but. Again, I don't think it's so much as the you know the inability to run between the tackles. I just think the play calling wasn't made for that, designed for that last week. Um, but I think we can definitely get it done. I mean, Wyatt Davis, I'm, I've been high on him since he got on Ohio State. Yeah. Um, I think the O line can definitely provide that. You know, in a game plan if it's there to to boost the the yardage through the tackles. But again, I don't know if we're going to have to necessarily do that. And Coach Day's probably you know, got it all mapped out with the talented, loaded offensive roster that he has to where they might not have to do that like we're used to in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see Trey Sermon get a little more involved in the game. Um, I think he had, what, 50-some yards, something like that. Mm-hmm. Overall, we had over 200 yards rushing, so he can't complain. We're getting nitpicky here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, for being honest. Yeah, you're but, right, yeah. but over 200 yards rushing, you're, you're going to take that as a W all day as an O-line group. And, um, but, yeah, I guess, like I said, I, I would like to see some more – 
explosive runs between the tackles. That's about it if I'm really being yeah. nitpicky here. <laughs> well, that's almost – and the, the reason that I bring it up in that context is not can Ohio State win the Big Ten as, as the way they played. We know that they can. Mm-hmm. It, this stretch, this November stretch where we're going to be talking here every Monday, it's like, okay, well, how does that compare if you're playing Clemson or sure. Alabama on that given day? And that's just the question. Is that rushing attack – like, it's not fair to grade them after two weeks either. Right. They're going to be a lot better by the time mm-hmm. we get to the college football playoff. But we saw last year in the Clemson game how big of a difference it was. First half, J.K. running all over the place. Second half, a little banged up. You know, maybe not the same thing. Sure. So, I mean, it's 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 nice to, or you need to think of it that way. Sure. Not just, sorry, we're going to run through these cats. We can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Big Ten, it's about the playoff. You know, are we going to have that ready? I, I mean, watching that game, I mean, I know you don't agree with me, but I, I thought Master came out running hard downhill. Oh, I do agree he came fat, out running he looked, hard. I, he he looked, looked, you hate him. I can't <laughs> argue. He, he, like, he looked fast. Nothing now, I'm not asking him to dance around, you know, I'm not asking him to dance around people. I want him to run through people. And yeah. he came and he looked like he was shot out of a cannon. And the first, you know, drive, I'm like, wow, he looked different than last week. Sure. In, in a way. With Sermon, I just – I don't know. I feel like he, he goes down easy, maybe not 100% understanding where he needs to be getting to, yep. um, trying to find a hole somewhere else, maybe trying to make a big play and maybe not just going with what what's there. But uh, I think Master's got to be – I mean, he's been the starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's got to be your guy. And I've told him before, just, you know, Mike, I, I, I would love to be wrong. If he can be that primary tailback, I've got no problem with that. And I told him last year after the Indiana game, he came out for post game. He had 100 yards, a couple touchdowns in that game. I don't remember exactly what the stat line was. And I'm like, man, I really thought you would only be a short yardage back. I'm, I wrote it. I said it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, you proved me wrong today. And he can keep doing that. He, he's obviously going to get better. He's also somebody that was coming off an Achilles tear. So he's going to get more comfortable. You know, the offensive line worked out kinks from week one to week two that, that every offensive line has. You know, you yeah. just you can't – if you're not playing the game, you're not going to be playing at a high level that you're going to be later on. So, you know, Master T, go get it, man. I, I got no problem with that. So, you know, we aren't going to have a J.K. Dobbins or an Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott with this crew. It just is what it is. I don't think no matter how good Master Teague gets this year or Trey Sermon, they aren't at that same level. That's okay. I don't think we need them to be. I love what Master Teague has been doing, not because I would love to see more explosive plays. I think he'll get to a point where he's going to have more explosive plays between the tackles. As it stands right now, what we saw from last Saturday is – We've got Master Teague, who is going to be a consistent four- to six-yard running back. And even against those bigger teams, with the, the power we have at receiver and with Justin Fields, if you've got a big old running back and a strong O-line who can get you four to six yards each running play, that keeps the rest of the arsenal open. And so, yes, we've been spoiled at Ohio State for a while now to have explosive plays uh, in, on all facets of the game. But I think it's okay to have just that grinding run game that just beats defenses down, wears them out, and then let your explosive plays come from the perimeter. Old school trestle ball. Yeah. <laughs> Take me back. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, dude, don't, <laughs> don't, don't joke about that. It feels like those, those days are long gone. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any questions about that? I, I, I keep trying to think about this win and put it in the context of Ohio State missed two chip shot field goals. Mm-hmm. You know, one ball that was yeah. you know, the one to Garrett Wilson just off the hands. Like, even if you just do the field goals, the one that Penn State was given on the bogus rushing the passer and the absolutely bizarre uh, end of the first extra end the first half situation. That's six there. There's six more on Ohio State's missed field goals. Let's call it 44-19. If nothing else even happened that yeah. way, you don't look at it the same way. 
I know you guys would take a 13-point win at Penn State no matter what. Um, it was loud there, by the way. They Someone in Ohio State's traveling party told me that they ha- they measured the decibels at 105. Uh, that's above the 90. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the maximum. <laughs> that's the can, threshold? Yeah. That's, I didn't they, know that. Um, I don't know if they'll be reported to the Big Ten for that or not, but I know that that <laughs> was right, there now. Right a letter, man. <laughs> Get them. <laughs> the press box window started rattling, and I was like, huh. I don't think that's – How many people were there? Uh, fifteen hundred. It's yeah. they they cranked up the they speakers. They do the fan noise. No, they gave them they gave them like noise to play oh, in the okay. stadium. Yeah, They're, yeah. So you're allowed to play it. You're it's supposed to be like seventy to ninety. You're supposed to play it at seventy throughout the game. It's sort of the ambient crowd noise. And ninety is the maximum for hmm. celebration or before a defensive snap. One hundred and five. Uh, well, it felt like they they, no. they did the big play every time we didn't get a first down. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like it's yeah. first and ten. What do you guys got the noise going for? So if you three were wondering though, why a whiteout is so much louder than like playing at home on the hor- at the horseshoe, it might have something to do with those speakers. I just, just I'm just speculating okay. huh. off of the experience now that I've had in both when there's fans and when there's not. Anyway, the point was, do you have a concern when you probably don't? After a double-digit win over Penn State, you haven't played a single-digit Big Ten game since November of 2018. Gosh. Um, but in that context of Clemson, Alabama, is there something you left Saturday night thinking that's got to be better? I would say <clears throat> I was talking to my dad about this after the game, and there was really nothing to be critical on the offense about. I think it was all around just really impressive watching them go to work and fire in all cylinders, like I said before. But if we're being nitpicky about those games down the road here, I think you saw the secondary. Maybe, Mike, you can speak on this a little bit more. But you saw um, the secondary kind of soften up at the end there and give up some big plays. I think they had about 140 yards given up on passing. Um, So if you're being nitpicky, you're going to look at that on film and you're going to say maybe those corners can press a little bit more, Mm -hmm. play a little more on them. I'm not a cornerback, so I'm speaking (laughs) – Completely with no experience here. But um, that's just the one thing I noticed was just giving up some big plays on the sides there uh, that we maybe can um, hunker down on more in, in the future. And outside of that, I mean, if we're talking about special teams and field, missed field yeah. goals, I think we're doing okay. It's just, <laughs> again, these things you can correct this early on. I think we're sitting pretty right now. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the field goal situation, yes, will come into play in that playoff scenario that we're talking about. Um I don't really know what happened. <laughs> he missed one. I was like, good for him. He benched the kicker after, you know, he misses one. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, it seemed like he had an injury. He was trying to fight through. So, you know, just realizing, hey, we got a long season to go. Let's just get you healed up. So I, th- I think that will be back to, to being normal. I I agree. Uh, Sean Wade? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was a night for you to come out and ball. You came back for a reason. Yeah. And there's – couple times where you know they were making plays and you were the guy that was there uh, i don't mean to single anybody out but they just that's watching the game like man i don't expect that from him right right and then i don't think anybody does nope. so i think that is an area i mean because other teams are going to see that and say well maybe we maybe they don't have a lockdown corner like they have in the past you know maybe we can throw at anybody you know is that something that we want to short me 100 it is so i think that down the road you look at that cat from Alabama, <laughs> four touchdowns, 250 yards receiving. I mean, we're going to come up against yeah. some offenses that can score just like we can. So we need to get those guys, you know, Coombs, Coach Coombs will get them, get, get them back and get them on the drawing board and, you know, figure that out, I'm sure. But that, that'd be one area. And I wouldn't expect good news on that, that depth front in cornerback because Cameron Brown yeah, left. Injuries. Uh, I know he was being evaluated again uh, on Sunday. We'll wait to hear. I it did not sound like something that he would be back from anytime soon. We'll wait and see. I, I, I don't have enough to tell you specifically what it is at this point, but that that then puts, you know, Sean Wade and seven seven banks. You're gonna have to continue to be the guys. Marcus Williamson, that next step forward. 
Um, maybe more Josh Proctor or if one of these younger guys is ready to step up. Ryan Watts played on special teams. There's like any position, there's a bunch of four and five star guys yeah. ready to go. But uh, I think both of you are right. I don't know where where Mike comes down, but Ohio State certainly didn't like seeing those big throws completed. Yeah, you know, looking at that game, I really didn't have a problem with any of it. I think the worst part for me was it was sloppy, and you don't want your sloppy games to happen when it's a big game mm-hmm. against a good opponent. If you're going to be sloppy, be sloppy against Rutgers, not against <laughs> a night game at Penn State. But sometimes that's just kind of how it happens. When we look at the DBs, I think definitely on paper, it really looked like the secondary had a had a hard time. Late in the game, especially on Penn State's last drive, yeah. they were giving them that. Yeah. They were letting yeah. they were, you know, letting them uh some yards. defense. Yeah, you were sitting you know, back, no big plays over the top. You got two two scores on them. Go ahead and slowly march your way downfield. Mm-hmm. We got time. Mm-hmm. Um and then on top of that, I think Dotson just made some incredible plays. Yeah. Like yeah. the 100%. first big catch downfield that he made was contested. Sean Wade did it. He had his hands yeah. on the ball. Yeah. It was just an incredible catch. The next one, it looked like Sean Wade adjusted because the ball was going out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Dotson put a mid up there and caught it. So definitely, you know, there were plays that you would hope that your premier cornerback can go up and get the ball against their premier receiver, but playmakers are going to make plays yeah. sometimes, and Dotson had a heck of a night. I, but I don't think there was just this big breakdown from the secondary that I think it felt and, like when you yeah. watch it. I don't think they were getting whatever they wanted in no, the secondary. It, it's just that big moments, uh-huh. you expect your big-time player to make exactly. the play instead of their big-time player. And, and so I hope that Sean Wade gets tested from here on out because I don't think he's going to fail that test yeah. again. Um, well, and we're nitpicking here, too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We've got to find something. You know? Dotson yeah. is really good. Not only yeah. is, he, is he able to go high point the ball, he can run a route really, really well. Yeah. So that was a great test. Sean Wade didn't pass it, yeah. but there's a lot of season left, and so I'm excited to see him go up against other people. But I really didn't see too much weakness other than just we were killing ourselves on a couple plays. Yeah. All right. Well, that that means Ohio State will probably get a big win this week if they're. <laughs> I hope so. You know, Ru- you never know with Rutgers. <laughs> just Greg Schiano chopping wood here really got him rolling. I I don't know, guys. I just. <laughs> I think it's. I'm gonna save my prediction for last. I'm just gonna see what direction you guys go and follow suit. There, we already got Nicole's in. Who? Fifty-seven. What do we think? Fifty-seven. Fifteen was your call there, Nicole. I'm just glad they're playing (laughs) football. I think early on, and you know, early on this whole thing, we didn't think Rutgers or Maryland were gonna be a part of the Big Ten. You know, enjoying uh, the games with us. So, Reed's working up the numbers down here. I'll go. um, Thirty-seven and a half. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go. I think they drop a lot on them, honestly. After watching that IU offense, just pick them apart. I think it's going to be ugly. 62-17. Read on the score board. last week. Jay- Jay-Z's gonna, got his calculator out. Mike, you ready? Yeah, I'll go with 68-6. Uh, to six. I, I don't see <laughs> I think they're going to blow them out of the water offensively, and I don't think Rutgers is going to be able to put, be able to put up points. I'll give you this number, 68. That's the temperature for Saturday oh, and even sunny. Better. Oh so I'm God. going Boy. 77 <laughs> to 7. <laughs> you know, that's beautiful day. By the way, that forecast, so you can play golf on Saturday. That T-sheet was open. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you sharp on that T-sheet. Uh, all right, last year I picked 91 to nothing. Oh, my God. That sounds uh, personal. <laughs> it does sound personal. 
it wasn't like <laughs> you know i had never because part of this like when you're writing it down and you can people can keep it forever like sometimes that's a nerve-wracking thing so that's why you tend to see like really conservative mm-hmm. predictions and like if you pick up the newspaper or shows like this and it's like oh i don't know it's gonna be 38 35 mm-hmm. it's gonna be a great <laughs> game, <laughs> game. Like, I, I don't believe it Rutgers so, is gonna come to play on so, saturday <laughs> so i'm done with that like and if and if they didn't muff that punt when it was 21 to nothing in the first quarter i really think that they could have scored 100 and this team is rolling this Rutgers team. I'm not buying this garbage at all. So they might be seven points better than last year. So it's <laughs> 84 to nothing. Mm, okay. Ohio State on Saturday. Like they're not going to muff any punts. The defense is rolling. So they're just better on defense, not offense. They're just well. You got Brendan White in there, and he yeah. might he might make one tackle. That, that is the difference. <laughs> Keep him out of the end zone that just, one more just time. That one time, yeah. just trip him up and make him take an extra play and work on the clock. So 84 to nothing is going to be my prediction this week. So that's going to be a cover for the Buckeyes. <laughs> Some Rutgers fans are going to yeah. come find you, man. I hope they do. Come, we're, all three, we're, hey, we're wherever roosters. all three of you are, please come find me. <laughs> Every Monday I am here at Roosters. <laughs> Every I'm, This is where I eat. I'm going to come back tomorrow and get cheesy potato wedges for $2. Mm, $2. So come find me, please. I'd love to talk about your program. We do it every single week. And I don't know why you're still a fan of them, but I, I love it. I hope you got a great education there in New Jersey. Yes. And I, I'm sure that the weather is lovely this time mm. of year. I'm really sad that I don't get to visit Piscataway this year uh, to go to your two bars on your strip and get some Jimmy John's after the game. Um, I love it. Hey. I like oh, that. you got hate your heart like you got that. lit yeah. out. It's personal. <laughs> it's personal. <laughs> anyway. Something happened. You anyway. Hate your heart lit out. Eighty four to nothing. I like it. Yeah, something happened. Oh, they let great. Rutgers in the Big Ten and it ruins like one week out of the year. We only get eight regularly scheduled football games this year in the Big Ten. It is a miserable game. Against Rutgers. It is miserable. Yeah. Them in Maryland. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, Maryland. Don't sleep well, on Tua's yeah, brother over there, boy. He looked like the real yeah. deal. Don't get me started on Mike Loxley. That's, <laughs> that's next week's show. I think Nicole Cox. Reed, I got to get out of here. Oh, Nicole Cox. That was great. Reed Frigel just He's going to have all kinds of pro- people after him. Michael Bennett. This has been Letterman Live brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. This has been a fun, casual conversation. I am just Austin Ward. We will see you next week as we break down Ohio State and Rutgers. Bye-bye.